Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. May 14th, tune in. We all gonna, I'm gonna take the kids down to Jamaica. We running youth meet down there, and they all gonna run the relay. They're gonna run individual races. This is their first time going abroad, and they're gonna run internationally. May 14th? May 14th. Really? Jamaica's who, who, running who's doing y'all uniforms? We got it. We got Domo. Wow. All right, enough talking. Let's go. I got my money on Blaze. Just Blaze? You ready? Let's go. Let's go line up. Hey, hey old man, don't pull no hamstring. Man, you know I'm in shape, man. That's what I do. That's what I do. That handshake ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. You ready? You want, what you want, what? What? Yeah. Anybody can get it. What? Yeah. 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 That's great. All right, y'all ready? Run this to your mark. Set. Go! Let's go! We gotta go review the film. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and it's over. Back to the drop. Four more years. Yeah. Yeah. Fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pills. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Despite, Despite the skills, facts. keep it riding for the fam. You gotta like the wigging wheels straight up. But in the past, bad work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. I am athlete parlay. We get hot, 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 hot. These are guaranteed wins. I'm gonna take Arizona over San Fran. Whoa. It's all about matchups, understanding who's playing against who. It's a game of chess. What's up, good people? B Marshall here from I Am Athlete. Look, download DraftKings Sportsbook, the app. Use promo code athlete and get in the game. It's NBA playoff time. Game's going down to the wire. A lot of action. Look, they have same game parlays and so many other things you can do to stack bets and make your bag bigger download DraftKings Sportsbook the app use promo code athlete bet five dollars you get 150 in free bets where else can you get 30 to 1 odds get in the game DraftKings.com is the sportsbook I am athlete is the platform parlay I am athlete all day promo code athlete let's get it Mom and dad were right when they told me this wouldn't be nothing. 
Next up, retired American sprinter competed in the 60 meters, 100 meters, 200 meters. In 2004, became the Olympic champion of the whole wide world in 100 meters. In 2005, 2017, world champion in the 100 meters. 2005, world champion in the 200 meters. And in 2019, world champion in the four by one. Also, let's not forget 2017 trivia question before we even jump into the show one of two people in the whole wide world to beat Usain Bolt. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Justin Gatlin. Justin motherfucking Gatlin. I'm going to take, take that one. I'm going to take right. that one. You just recently retired from, from the sport. that you, Obviously, you still felt like you could compete. I've trained for 20 years of my life, just professionally, not even including college or high school. 20 years of my life, just professionally. And to wake up one day, and not go to practice, it just blew my mind. I, I really had to figure out who I was now and then really like turn on those creative juices to figure out that it's, I'm not talented because I'm fast, I'm talented because I'm determined. Mm. I'm talented because I'm hungry. I like that. And I can be able to take that energy and apply it to something else in life and still be that successful or even more. Ooh. Ooh. What is next in life? Did you know? Did you pre-plan it ahead of time or was you just focused on track, 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 now that you're retired, okay, I don't know what's next, what's next? Remember, you remember when Brett Favre retired? Yeah. Brett Favre? I read an article when Brett Favre retired and he said, a piece of you feels like it dies when you retire. Right. And I remember reading that maybe five years or six years before I retired, and that thing haunted me for like the next uh, five years. Right. And then I realized it was like, it only haunted me because my identity was this, this, being a runner. And then I realized I had to be something else to be able to survive in life, to evolve. Right. And that's where I was happy because now I'm excited to be able to conquer the world. I don't got to do it with my feet anymore. I can do it with my mind. I can do it with my heart. A lot of guys, um, when you say a piece of you die in this transition, there's a lot of guys or a lot of athletes, you know, male and female, they die because th their entire identity is in that sport and they don't know how to get to the next thing. They never even thought about it. They don't know how to make the transition. That transition is tough, it's brutal. You talk about being a father, right? Because that's awkward for a lot of us athletes going, transitioning back into the household, and it's like your home. I'll be honest with you. Mishi, walk away for three, four days. She going, you know, do her own thing, and I'm with the kids. I love my kids. But they get to a point, I'd be like, damn them kids. I need to go back to work. I'm trying to get out the crib. I don't know how, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like that whole transition is, a, is, is serious and, and we got to dive deep into that. But like, you know, that transition, man, like I truly believe a lot of people need to actually talk to someone and do therapy, you know, to, to, to work through that because a lot of people don't make it through it. At the stage in my life, I love being a dad, man. Not that I never love being a dad, but I think as an athlete, we all kind of focused on grinding, 
getting it because we wanted to be providers. But now I have the opportunity, because I've retired from the sport, I had the opportunity to be able to be a dad who takes his child to uh, daycare every morning or pick him up or put him to sleep or wake up five o'clock in the morning with him, you know, like bonding. I never really had the opportunity to really do that with my 11 year old um, because I was gone so much. I was traveling overseas. And even though I would take him to the Olympics or Olympic trials or different meets with me, it still was not the same as being right there in the household every day with you, you know what I mean? And that's where I really, really love that part now in my life. Hey, what's up, Chef? I, Chef I, I, Lowe, what's, what's up? up? What's up? How y'all doing? We break bread on, on our show. Obviously, you've watched it, so we always, you know, well, break man, bread. Man, I'm a fan. I've been waiting for the food. You've been waiting for the food? <laughs> I'm So, you know, Chef Lowe's story, he started with I Am Woman, and uh, he became legendary not only because his taste from the islands and his accent, London and the Caribbean. Uh -huh. and, and then like he always sweating. That's why he came oh, yeah, prepared. That's why I got the rag ready. You that's know? when you know you a good cook, boy. And you sweat, you got the rag ready, yeah. boy. Got the rag ready. You feel me? So what we have right here is a smoked alavaca angel hair pasta with seared salmon and scallops. And we got a little chives on top with some um, diced tomatoes. We got smoked, smoked, smoked alavaca. So pretty much what it is. It's <laughs> he <tomato>. said alpaca. <laughs> he said. How you say it? Alavaca. Alavaca. So a la vaca. So chef, I should put this. I should put this lemon across Hello, the. You gotta uh, get that little squirt over the top. Right there, man. across the shrimp. A little bit quicker than that. You, you know about that. Shoot, man, I retired, man. You know, I'm trying to slow down here. Where you been? Shoot, man, just uh, I had a youth, bro. I had um a little picnic, a little girl. Congrats. Congrats. Oh, oh congrats to you, yeah, brother. Congrats. Hey, how's it been? Huh? Hey, listen, number eight, same old, same old. Damn. Alright, shoot. I was thinking about stopping at four, but shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how, like, and for real, how was it competing against Usain Bolt, bro? The thing is, I loved it. Mm -hmm. The moment I saw him, I've been running against Usain since 2005. Okay. When he was a youth, and he came into the World Championships in 2005. He ran the 200. I won the 200, but he was just coming on. Usain arrived on the scene for the track world 2007. Mm -hmm. He really arrived in the Olympics 2008, you know? But competing against somebody like him, he brought the best out of me. He made me want to train harder. He made me want to be a different athlete. He, he made me eat cleaner, work harder, compete harder, like, because that was an athlete that represented a standard, a standard I always wanted to get to. And that, so when I banged against him, like I was ready anytime. I wanted to, I wanted to race against, against him every day if I could. Oh, for real. You know, the secret was Seymour's, right? I thought it was yams. Nah, bro, it's that Seymour's, bro. But hey, be careful with that, because you might have some Utah for that one. But I don't think you should take it, bro. You might have number nine and 10 at the same time. Mm, I, got, I got fixed. I'm neutered. This is news. This is I Am Athlete breaking news. Did it hurt? 15 minute procedure. How'd you know it was time to get snip snip? I got eight. That was the goal? Ocho, it's a good number. Damn. What was the recovery like? I'm having sex by six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I didn't want to make sure the procedure worked, because if she got pregnant after the procedure, then I could sue. <laughs> Did she get pregnant? I'm not sure yet. Yeah. <laughs> Chef, love you, man. You nah, funny, bro. I appreciate man. Thank you, thank you. Have a good one. All right, all right. Chef brought up Usain. In his documentary, I Am Bolt, have you seen it? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. Levi! <laughs> <laughs> I watched every minute of it. <laughs> you lied. Listen, on everything, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it 
while I was competing. Right. Because he was my one of my top competitors. Right. So I couldn't really sit there and be like, watch this, knowing that I'm, I'm a major part of the documentary. Oh, yeah, you were a major part of the documentary. I'm a major part of the documentary. documentary. <laughs> and I only know this because people tell me this, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, according to you saying in his, his documentary, I Am Bolt, <laughs> he lost his fire, his drive, his passion. He, he, he was having burnout. He was, he was really going through it. And I'm sure you, you've been through it as well at, at some point. Then he saw you talking some smack. What'd I say? That, you know, that, that you were ready to topple him and take him down and take the crown. So hold on, we paraphrase and this is exactly what I said on the doc. That you know that the American it was it was mainly the American team, but it was it was you because you guys spent most of your careers kind of overlapping, and you know he was like, yeah, I got my fire back now. Yeah. He was sitting in the hotel. He was shooting himself. He was shooting himself for the yeah, documentary. Yep. Yep. And he was like, I got my fire back now. And he, he thanked you. I don't know if you've seen the, the video of the race in 2017, his last race where I beat him at the World Championships. I crossed the line, I celebrate, and I immediately turn to him and I pay homage to him. You know what I'm saying? Only because we were in a, a space where only me and him could understand that it was like an Ali Frazier kind of thing. It was a thing that we know that as, if we compete hard and bring our A game, history will remember us. And I wasn't backing down, and he wasn't backing down. So every time we saw each other, we was going at it. It got to a point where we wouldn't race each other in a normal season. The only time I would see Usain is one time a year at the finals of every championship. Now, mind you, anybody else in the race, I've raced them like three, four, five times in a year. So I got their number. I know how to. I know how so to. So hold on, you saying he was ducking you? I didn't say I was ducking me. It's called strategizing. Mm. I didn't know there was strategy yes. in track. I know Explain that. that. If you watch a lot of the races Usain beats me in, it's the last 20 meters of the race. So with my injury, I said, all right, I can't get out hard, so I can't usually run the, the normal uh, plan that I was going to run. Right. So I said, let's switch it up. So I started watching old tapes when I was in college where I had top end speed, and that's what I brought back to the table. So I gave him a whole different look. So usually where they'll be peeking at me at 20 to go, I was speaking at them 20 to go, and I was able to come across the line and take the victory because I gave them a whole different look that they'd never seen before. That's strategy. That's crazy, like, because we're talking about nine seconds. You know, we have two halves. You know, we have four quarters to actually strategize, go to the locker room and do that. You're talking about nine seconds, bro. I, to me, the strategy, get out the blocks and go. Yeah, I think, it, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes to track, it's three different phases, right? Yes, yes. Three different phases. See, you, can't, you can be good at all three. Some people are better at one. Some people are better on the back end. I, I don't really know how it works. I'm just fast, so I don't know anything about it. But I'm just curious for you, you front end or back end? Or, all, or all, you got all three faders down to a T? I think I was known throughout my career to be able to be good on both sides. Right. Front part of my career was I was a back end runner. Right. Like I had top end speed. I was okay out the blocks. But coming back into the sport, um, a lot of these guys were out there running nine sevens, nine eights, easy, nine sixes, nine five. So I was like, to get into the game, I got to get in the game quicker than them right. and then figure out what I got to do once I'm, once I'm ahead of everybody in the race. So then I worked on my start. So then as I worked on my start, I became one of the best starters in the world. A large portion of your career was spent kind of fighting 
two suspensions, and that sort of led to Usain's rise to prominence. Do you feel like your absence created this monster? Created the greatest track runner in in you know U.S. in not U.S. but world history? Nah. If nothing happened to me and I still ran track and I wasn't away from the sport for four years, I still believe that there was going to be the rise of Bolt. Now, it was going to be how I was going to handle that because I was on the throne at that point in time. Um, but I welcomed all challenges. I don't think that my absence made him better or brought him into the game. I just thought that watching him at 18, 17, 16 years old and already running 19 seconds and 200, it was bound to happen. He's coming. You see him from a distance. And usually, phenoms like that, you see them from a distance. They just don't show up one day and just start running fast. Right. I'm Jamaican. Let, let me put that on the table. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me put that on the table. So, you know, you're talking about our greatest legend. Gotcha. He became such a bigger-than-life figure for that country. And it kind of inspired, I think, I mean, we've always been good track runners, but it inspired a new generation of track runners. Why is Jamaica so good at track? They believe. So someone like Usain comes along and just smashes every record and lives the life that a lot of these young athletes desire to live. It sparks inspiration. If this young guy who grew up barefooted running around in the same, on the same island that most of them ran around on, could do it, why can't I? And I think that he instilled so much inspiration in those young athletes that were with him, not even coming behind him, with him, his own competitors and his own countrymen, to run better, run stronger, run faster, because they wanted to be a part of that. It's harder in America to do so because our talent pool is so deep. Yeah. So deep. Like, we could make almost four we probably can make four relays just out of Team USA. That's how many, that's how many top sprinters we have. Where Jamaica usually comes with one relay, and these guys, probably three out of those four, have ran with each other since they were youth athletes. Obviously, you guys had a rivalry during your playing career. What, what is the relationship like now? If you see him at a McDonald's with Chad, is there going to be a, a dab pound? Who are we talking about? Usain Bolt. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it would be all love. I mean, he probably would be at McDonald's with Chad. He loves chicken nuggets. That's his favorite meal. So, so it's been times when we had races. Did you see that meets. in the documentary? You, that's what. So. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you, you thought you called me, though. But I've been to meets, and I've been there. We had, like, a little cafeteria style where you get food, right? And I opened up a little silver tray, and I'm like, well, these damn nuggets. Man, damn, you saying bald here. So he, he likes nuggets, and they, they outfit him with nuggets at dinner. Don't say nothing. I'm not gonna say Don't nothing. Don't say nothing. The same nuggets this man I, like. I'm not even gonna say nothing. Thank you. But I, I would say that, yeah, it's all love, man. There's been times where we partied together, you know okay. what I'm saying? After, after races. So it's all love. I mean, we realize. He can party too. Oh, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> he gonna take the he gonna take the old DJ booth over. Let me ask you a question. You live in Orlando, right? Yeah. Shakari lives and trained in Orlando, I believe. We were training partners before I retired. Yeah, every day. Wow. So there's a lot. Like, tell what is she going through? What have you talked to her about? Does she listen to you? You know, how 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 is that relationship? We talk. We talk often. You know, especially when I was there training. Um, you gotta understand that she started running track in high school, right? And she became state champion, right? Then she went off and got a scholarship, a big scholarship to LSU. Freshman year, she goes out in the last race she has a freshman year, she breaks a 20-year-old record, runs 10-7, which is bona fide one of the fastest times a woman has ever run in history professionally. And then she wins NCAAs. And then after that, she gets whisked away and turns pro. Gets one of the biggest contracts ever signed by a female, right? Uh, there was really no time to have any kind of like downslope. And what I mean by that is like when we, you know, we have, we in, the, we in a rut, you know what I mean? Everything has been taken off for her. Everything has been that point where success was easy for her. Training was crazy. Like, I watched this girl train, oh my God. I was like, you looking at somebody who's potentially about to break the world record, the way she trained. What was it, what did you see? This is exactly what we just talked about. You seen it. That dog, man. Like, she came from, her past wasn't always the best, you know what I mean? So, I think she came from an environment where she had to fight a lot, you know what I mean? Like, not physically, but like, had to fight. Survive. To survive, exactly. And I believe that she takes that energy and she put into track. She had that chip on her shoulder. And watching that practice, like she, anybody can get it. It's been time where she swung on me at practice, (laughs) you know? But the the point is that she came in with the mentality of, ain't nobody gonna shut me down, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. I'm here to make my mark. That's how she looks at it. Right, is there any moment or, you know, any story you can tell us about that dog you know, because, like, in football, we know, right, Ocho, like, 
you know, you, you, we miss a pass, mm -hmm. you know, we off. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You know, Kobe Bryant, he has a terrible game. Midnight, everybody's gone out of the Staples He's Center. Back in the gym. He's back in there, no lights on, getting up a thousand shots. Like we saw that, we, 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 that's what we mean by greatness and you see it. So like, is there any story where it's like, oh, that's when I knew. She's just built different, man. Like, to be honest, physically, she has like the perfect form. If you watch her and you slow it down and understand you have an eye for track and field, like the way she strikes the ground, hits the ground, you don't have to coach it. She naturally does it. So by doing that, she picks up speed naturally. It's amazing. Like, usually people have an attribute of being fast up the blocks or finishing race strong, but she has the talent of perfect technique. That's her talent, which is crazy. So with that being said, someone like her, where we went into, into sports, and sports wasn't a struggle, but it was a challenge for us, an obstacle that we had to overcome, our ups and downs. For her, it was if I try a little harder and I give 85%, 85% going to give me 10-6. So the sky's the limit when it comes to her track-wise and, and sport-wise. It was bringing herself together to understand the greatness that is in front of her away from the sport. It's, 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 it's interesting that you said that because, like, growing up, or playing high school football here in Florida, it's like super competitive, especially at the skill position. And so what I realized through my journey was I was never a five-star. I wasn't highly recruited like the Ryan Moores of the world and so many other wide receivers. I went to University of Miami. I, we can name so many dudes, Florida, Florida State. Um, and when I, like, and I'm not saying this to big myself up or put them down. What, I, what, what happened was I noticed a lot of those guys where it came natural and it, like you said, like it was just there. Um, they didn't work as much and they never had, they didn't even make it to the NFL or they made it to the NFL state one year, two years or three years. And that they was it. Dog. They, yeah. And, and, but what I realized was this is like, and I tell youth ath athletes this all the time. It's like, it's not, it's, I said, talent only takes you so far. You know what I'm saying? That discipline, that work ethic is critical. You may be here right now. Now the, the, the pack is here or everybody else or that one person is there. But just keep working because you never know, right? A lot of times when you have it naturally, you know, it's, it's not enough because you don't have the work ethic. So I, I say all that to ask this question. What does the future look like for her? Does she have that work ethic? Is she, is she getting that? You know, we talk about being a pro. I, talk, I called you the Drew Brees in track. You know, are you having that conversation with her where it's like, this is how you be a pro. This is how you do these things. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the bond we have is that I've been where she's going, right? And I know she's going, and then she's going to go beyond where I've been. Um, when I tell you she's a dog, she comes out to practice, and the reason why we have stopwatches is because you can be able to compute to tell you where they are on the track and what pace they're running. And if they're in a real race, this is the time they'll finish in, right? She comes through, boop, 10 fives, boop, 10 threes. You know what I mean? That's smashing the world record that Flojo put together. So if she's doing that at practice, all, it's only going to be a moment in time where if she puts together in a, in a track meet, in a real meet, she's, she's breaking the world record. Yeah, but, bro, like 80% of the game in life is mental, 20% physical. And that's why I talked about those books, uh, Body, Mind, Mastery, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, because it talk, talks about that. Like, how do I get all of that, right? So I say that because, like, the situation happened with her, okay? She comes back and boom, 
She's that. She had that attitude. She had that swagger. She had the confidence, and then she performs the way she did. To me, that was not physical. That was mental. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. It is mental. But then when you layer it and you look at where where she was coming from, her mother just died. Um, she's about to be at the Olympic trials, first time ever, and she's already 21, 22 years old. You know, um, there was so much pressure. And she was and is the golden child, especially for track and field and Nike. So there was so much pressure on her to perform at a high level. I think that she wasn't ready to be able to meet those pressures without being herself. And what I say that is she could have did it and did it without any of those circumstances that came with it. But she realized now that that pressure is there. I think that she has staying power. I think she's going to stay in the game. I'm not being biased because, like I said, I watched her train. And I know that when she plugs in, she'll be ready to go. So when it's all said and done, what's going to be her story? The greatest female U.S. track sprinter. Okay. I'm going to go further than that. The greatest female sprinter, period, man. And I'm only saying this because, like I said, I watched her train. I watched her compete. I watched what her mentality is. And it was so close to what... I was and how I was thinking when I was running. But it was like she was born in an era where social media matters. Right. You know, so other people's opinion matter. And it shouldn't because they're watching you. I, I, I pray, right, because you talked about her story and where she comes from. She was, like, she's surviving, you know? And so, like, and a lot of us come, come, come from that, right? And there's, you know, I, I don't want to get too deep into all of this, but it's like, you know, trust. How do we trust people when people are trying to take advantage of us and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I just pray, man, that you, because I always wonder, my thing is like, who's in her corner that's helping her walk through this? Of course she's going to make mistakes. We've all made mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We know that she has a talent. You're saying that she has the work ethic, she has a dog mentality. But to be what you're saying, what you just said she's going to be, it takes... Uh, a village. It takes like mentors. It takes people that she can trust to be in her corner. Know that I'm here for you. I don't care about the social media. I don't care about all of that. I'm just here to give you, hold you accountable, right? And be here with you. So I just pray, man, that that's you and that you you really like own that position. And I'm. She may have other people. I don't know her. I never met her. Yeah. But like I see greatness in her, and she can't. I tr I think she can be that. She she just needs that circle. Everybody needs that village. Yeah. She, and she does, and I, from the agent to myself to her coach and her parents and family that's around her, like, she has that, that circle that okay, is needed good. to be able to keep her where she needs to be, which is on top. That circle, from what I've seen and what I know, because I know all of them personally before, they, before she even came to the picture, her agent was my agent. Her coach was my coach. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's not like there's outside entities that are trying to get her for money or whatever else. Right, right. They want to see the greatness happen as well. And the greatness comes with her remaining her true self, yep. remaining exactly who she was when she was surviving. I need the long hair. I need the long nails. Mm -hmm. I need the trash talking before meets. I need all that. Please do not change who she is, just in general. All right, now I'm going to challenge you. What happened? Join the team. What team? Her team. What, Olympic? Be her marketing agent. Oh, I'm ready. That's easy. Bro, make it happen. Think about you this. Ready? We love all that. Of course, like, easy that's work. who she is. It's easy work. But if we can get her, right, like, okay, boom, performing at a high level, 
you give her the sweet science, right? That Drew Brees stuff strategy. We all morph into that, evolve as athletes, learning this stuff. You bring Ocho in and he give her that. Now we talking about $200 million went about before it's over, before it's over. Easy. 300. Easy. Can you, you right? make that happen? I could talk to her. Bro, why you don't have it on your own marketing agency and your own, why you not consulting for brands and people how to I build cons- brands? I, I consult for McDonald's. That's why we have over 90 billion sold. Get out of here. My question is, for you, and I know you played football at Tennessee for, for, for a season. Track? I know that was what you were good at, but that's not where the money is. I mean, it's good money. Yeah. But, you know, at the height of your career, what did you make? 10 a year. 20. <laughs> you talking about, I'm not all, uh, yeah. I'm off, about off the field, yeah. <laughs> 20. So we look like a mill, yeah. You leaving a lot of tape? You, you were world hold class on, hold athlete. On. The height of your career, you made a million dollars a year? Yeah. And that's, that's in track, that's not including endorsements that would no, come with it, but no, yeah. Can, can, but that, that's the business, though. That's the business. Uh, track and field, tennis, golf, right? Like, you make the purses and winnings, like, that's one thing. But the endorsements is really the money. Like, can you tell us how much you made in one year, with everything included? I mean, you looking at the height of the career, you coming across, I was coming across making um, between 75, 80, 100,000 a race. So that's in nine seconds, which sounds really impressive. But if you have maybe, what, uh, 10 races a year, and then you're not thinking about championships because championships, you're doing it for your team, for your country. So you ain't getting no appearance fee from that. That sounds like I'm losing money. Well, there's a lot of challenges here, and that could take us to a whole, I mean, a, a bunch of, so many conversations because, I mean, man, like when I talk to my, my kids, now I got three kids. I got twins, seven years old, boy and girl, Z and Ziggy, and I got a two-year-old son. His name is Zoe, okay? I don't want him to play ball, football. There's other reasons for that, but to me, when I look at you, when I looked at you, bro, on the, on the biggest stage in the world in sports, we're talking about the Olympics, traveling the world to be able to compete, that is amazing. Football, we landlocked. We're sitting right here in the U.S. You, we're talking about, man, the, some of the greatest athletes and the greatest performers in the world, like being able to do things with the human body, get things out of the human body that is ridiculous. And the money and the situation, no unions and things like that, it, it, it's, it's baffling to me because there's every four years, the entire world is tuned in to you guys, right? And, and the people don't know the back end and the struggle and the sacrifice that you got to make to actually just compete. So that's crazy to me. I, I had an aha moment when we were in 12, 2012, the Olympics in London. And every, every Olympics, everyone stops to watch the 100. The world stops for nine seconds to watch the 100 meters, right? And I remember all the basketball players came running into the stadium. Kobe, Braun, Melo, all of them come running to the stadium and watch the 100 meters. Gun goes off, pow, ah, going crazy. Right when we cross the finish line, then everybody disperses. Everybody's, ah, we out, all right. Because everybody wanted to see that moment, which is less than a moment, it's only nine seconds. And then I realized, I was like, why are we not getting more stability, you know, as athletes who are taking this moment? Because that moment, the world's watching. And then I realized, I was like, why we don't got a union? Why don't we have retirement funds? Why don't we have pension? Why are we operating like an amateur sport, 
but on the highest level of sports itself. We should be professional and have a professional foundation that should be able to secure us because I didn't run for 20 years. And when I left from the sport, I left whatever's in my pocket. That's what I have for me. But I had to work hard. So I tell a lot of these athletes, if you want to run track, you got to understand that's a hustle. That means you can't waste no time. You got to be able to take your money, whatever's on the table for you, win, get what you get, because when you leave the sport, you're going to leave with what you have. And do the right thing with it. Like, I don't know about you, but if I'm being honest, my first contract, I was drafted in the fourth round, and it wasn't this major deal. You know, my guarantee was like 420000 Overall, it was like 1.5. But when I got back to the table before the Dolphins brought me here, that money was gone. You know what I'm saying? And... I, and that was my mentality. It was, man, this money ain't gonna change my life. I ain't gonna be able to buy myself a crib, my mama a crib. I ain't gonna be able to go do this, do that. Like, the next one is the one. But what if I took that 1.5 and invested it properly, bought a property or something, did it the right way? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I went back to the table with nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying that to say, in our sport, we, if you are a dog and you that guy, you can get that second opportunity, that third opportunity to get that money back. True, but you only go off the back that that dog isn't going to get injured. Mm -hmm. That dog isn't going to have anything outside of, uh, of his sport that's going to mess with his mind. You know what I mean? Those things come, and there's so many athletes, we know so many athletes that should have been great athletes, oh, and they're somewhere locked up right now, or they're somewhere six feet, or they're somewhere working at a place where they shouldn't be working at. The best athletes never competed. Never, never. The never. best hooper, the, yep. the, 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 I, I'm convinced. We never seen the best basketball player, to your point. Like, Michael Jordan is the, is the goal. We've all, we've all grown up with people Absolutely. that were exceptional at different sports and different things that just never got the opportunity or swayed and went the opposite way. I love what you always say, though. It's like discipline, too. That sacrifice, that hustle. That's, that's all it takes. Just a little bit. You ain't got to be crazy, crazy, ah, but just a little bit of discipline. And I always, by 10,000 hours, I love that 10,000 hour. I always talk about the 10,000 hour rule. That's all you need. Five years of discipline in anything, you will be great at it. Break no that down for me. What is that 10,000 hours? 10, 000, I mean, for anybody that is watching the 10,000 hour rule, you put 10,000 hours in anything that you're passionate about, and have the work ethic and discipline to do it, you will be great. I think that I read an article about that. It's about uh, people who play instruments to be able to be great, right? Beyond like first chair, like you are exceptional as, an, as a, uh, someone who plays an instrument. You have to do 10,000 hours as a standard. Right. So if you apply that, I think that's what Chad's saying. If you apply it in your life, you get the same results in whatever you do. And for the people out there watching, the book to read is Malcolm Gladwell. He's the I read all his books. You read all of his books? I'm reading, What's your I'm reading one? his new one right now. Which one? Uh, Goliath. Goliath. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Yep, I read that Tipping one. Tipping Point. Tip uh, uh, talking to Strangers. Yeah, I, I read all of them. See, most people don't even realize athletes read. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Mate, listen, Malcolm Gladwell, Robert Greene, and Hill Harper are my two favorite authors. The only time I pick up a book and read and when they release something. Really? That's it. Well, and obviously Ross. You know, Rod just, just read Ross book. That was that was yeah. good, but other than that, that's it. But that ten that ten thousand hour rule, it means so much to me. And then I hate on Twitter and Instagram. I hate hearing people say I'm manifesting this, I'm manifesting that, but don't have the discipline to put in the work. You know, faith without work.
praying for ain't aligned with your actions, so you fooling yourself. But you, this, this, this generation, it's, this, it's a younger generation where they see people are making money on Instagram. People are making money on, on Twitter spaces and people are making money on TikTok. Right, right. And it's easy and I could just start a business and start selling clothes and I'm gonna become a millionaire and it's, that's gonna be my hustle and you know. Uh, I can't oh. knock everybody because there's some people out there that's really getting it out there. That's yeah. their niche and they doing it. But it ain't for everybody. Like it, like playing football ain't for everybody. Or playing basketball ain't for everybody. Running fast is just for me and Chad. You know what I mean? I like, hold, I like, hold that, on, I like that you threw on. me in that. That's kind of a shot at me. You don't think I'm fast? You not put me in that category? Listen, I don't got elite speed. We we've talked in the past a couple of times through through IG. When you ready to go, we ready to go. Listen, he too top heavy. He ain't fast. It's okay to say that. It's okay. He's a he's a bigger individual. He's 6'5", 240. He's not fast. It's okay. Has no quick twitch fibers. <laughs> so coming out the blocks, I mean, what, I mean, what are we doing? Listen, you're going to get me on the blocks, but this is all I got to say. You got the record of a House of Athlete on the treadmill go back to yeah. 2000 and like... That's a long time ago. 11, 12, 12, yeah. 2012. He ran 25 miles per hour with his hands up on the treadmill. So that's the benchmark if you want to race my dog but for me I'm at, I was at 24 so I'm not too far behind you bro I was able to hit 24 miles per hour yeah but see this is it at you, 30 pounds heavier make right. sure you point that out but this is what this is the difference I can do 25 miles per hour without assistance I didn't have no assistance I did the assistance is the treadmill actually moving you, you have you ain't to turn doing over. no 25 miles per hour on the GPS you're not moving that fast Listen. now I can go through a school zone and get a ticket on my feet. <laughs> Bro, so the, what was your fastest uh, 100 meter? 973. What Ooh. does that translate to miles per hour? 28 to, tw to 30. That's maintaining. He's maintaining. You get a top end speed at maybe 30 meters? A little bit after that. So the average sprinter is going to get to the top end about 70 meters, but the elites will get the top end about uh, 50, 60. So your drive phase, you going from drive phases from to about 30? When your head come up? I don't know. All I'm saying is that my drive phase consists of a whole 40-yard dash. You know what I'm saying? Uh, have you ever been timed in the 40? I've been timed in the 40. What man. would it be? It when I did my little tiny, my tiny little stint. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to get into your tiny little <laughs> stint now. So you did have to run a 40 for these NFL he teams. about to say something that ain't going to be believable. Well, actually, it could. After the, after, the, after the combine recently, it might be believable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they was fast. Them boys was running. Oh, they was fast. So I'm going to take you back. It, it's not going to be believable. Okay. But I'm going to break it down to you why it's believable. Okay. So I went over to uh, the Cardinals. I had a practice with the Cardinals. I came through, I ran 4-1, and then I dropped 4-0. Hold on, hold on, 4-1 what? 4-1-7. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, and then you dropped to 4-0. 4-0-9. That's believable, though. I'm a, I went over to the Titans. Mm -hmm. This round when Pac-Man left the Titans, they brought me up. And then I went out there, I ran 4-0, 4-0-5, and then I went and ran 3-9. Woo! And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm only tell you why it's real because if you watch track and field athletes and if you time them from the start going through what would equivalently be the 40 meter, 40 yard dash, it we all would come through on outdoor. We all come through about four two or lower, four one, four zero. Oh. Wow. So all that is real. Right. Usain, myself, Christian Coleman, you going into three eights, three sevens, easily. DK Metcalf. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Who wins if they race? Whoever get the better start. Out of those two? I, I don't think a 
I don't think football players are that fast. Uh, did you not see DK Metcalf uh, hop, run Buddy down in with the Cardinals? Uh, what's his name? But that's different. We talk about track speed, football. Did speed. you see that play? Do you I know what I'm talking about? I saw that play, but you you know DK RA ran. He ran 100 meters in Mount Sac. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't training for that. You just talked no, about no, no, the no. Show. I'm for him, bro. Okay. I'm for him. So all right, who? You tell me, who you like, Tyreek or DK Metcalf? If they race, like, let's, we'll stay right there. That's what you said from the beginning. I'll listen. I say whoever get the better start. Like I said, if, if Bro, Tyreek, you got to pick one. Don't be t- all the political stuff. DK, DK with me. Wow. You know, Tyreek going to hear this cheetah going to hear you. He take it personal. He going to be responding. You know he is. We, we, talk like? about, we talk about DK and Tyreek, and we just had two four twos that just ran at the combine. Three four twos, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one from here, Alave, Chris four, Alave. Four, yeah, four, yeah, four two one, right? He just broke yeah. the record. Well, no, that was another. I'm talking about the House of Athletes. Oh, guys. okay, okay, uh, okay. Dog was one of the top performers. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me get somewhere with you. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 let, 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 let me get, some, let me get with somewhere with this football because we haven't, we haven't really ahead, addressed go ahead, this. Go ahead. You know he tried to play receiver. Why receiver? Because you could have made a lot of money as a cornerback. Because you really don't really have to tackle anybody. Am I correct, gentlemen? No, we ain't got to talk. No, you, but no, you can't. You couldn't have made no money. Because that's why. That's why. They, I, when, they that's how we money. got into. Because I was like, you know, track and field is, is is easy. It's not easy. But what I'm talking about is, you fast. But okay, can you can you fast catch the ball and get hit and get back up and do it again for 13 years? How did you feel when you, that first time you got smacked? Was that a problem for you? It wasn't a problem for me because I played in high school, but I played free safety, so I was doing more to hitting than getting hit. But um, I guess the problem for me was the understanding of the play because it was a totally different element for me, you know what I mean? And when I learned, I looked like a receiver, I moved like a receiver, um, but I was never taught how to be able to break the plays down. Right. And then I had to understand how to govern my speed because when the ball was snapped, I was, I was gone. I was trying to run the fastest 10 and out there was out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go. But I know it, I understood that later on, Gruden, that's who was there at Tampa, Gruden was like, it's a cadence to it. You got to walk, the ball snaps. You got to be able to know where you need to be at. So when he looks for you, you're there. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I, we went to watch film. I'm out, I'm out of the frame in like a second. <laughs> he, he was like, gold medal, where you at? Gold medal. <laughs> I say if um, you actually made a career out of it, who would you mimic your game after? You would be compared to who? Ocho, man. <laughs> no, I just wanted I, I, B, I just wanted to see what your face was saying, man. I wanted to see what your face was going to be like. <laughs> he wasn't fast. I was, what? You, what, you was fast? But you, hey, the crazy thing is, when I was, that. That one over him. <laughs> he could beat me? Yeah, is that yeah, what he you, said? Yeah, you missed it, that. It, it didn't even register in my yeah, ears. Right. I don't even know, I didn't even know what he was talking about. Right. I thought you were talking about beating some eggs or Michael Jackson beat it or something like that. But that's when you talked about comparison, Galloway is who I thought about. Joey, yeah. Joey yeah. Galloway is who I thought about. Boy, if, if you had time to put that together, learn, had the football IQ there, the plays and all of that, and the timing down, bro, he was like a gazelle nice. out there, bro. Yeah. But you, you know what really stopped me was that I was at, I was in camp and I'm sitting up there at like one o'clock in the morning trying to trying to remember plays while, right. <laughs> while my roommate was sleep. <laughs> sleep. And you know, we gotta get up like six, you know right, what I mean? Right. So I'm trying to remember the, like these 10, 15 plays. And I'm like, oh, I'll remember the rest later. I'm just gonna be trash on these first couple, but I'm gonna I'm get it. And that's how it was that day. 
And then I was like, later I'm gonna get the other plays the next night and I'm gonna learn them. They threw some more plays on top of us. Right. I'm literally sitting in bed the next night, like still one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, That's you right. know what? This ain't it. This ain't it for me. <laughs> Man, probably back in, you were, you were young, you were jit, like we say, you were jit. And there was a, um, a clip of you, you did an interview and you said, when it's all said and done, I want my name to be mentioned with the greats. And at that time, right, this was before Usain Bolt, you mentioned uh, Carl Lewis, Jesse Owens, all right, Michael Johnson. Just retired, 40 years of age. What is the legacy? I feel I have accomplished what I, what I set out to do. Um, I took a very unorthodox path to get there. Um, but I feel like the times I've ran, the medals I've won, had spoken that, that I'm one of the greats. But I think also the inspiration that I've instilled in the younger athletes to want to be better, to want to do better, getting emails and DMs about you inspired me five years ago, seven years ago to be what I am today. I've had people who never ran track before and they started being mastered athletes. Only because I realized later on in my career, it wasn't necessarily speed that I put on the track, it was determination and believing in myself. So I think to answer your question, I can finally say that I'm, I'm, I'm matched up to what the greats out there. What I love about you, the more I dove into like your story and your process, like I like the process. I like to get in the, the, the mindset of the athlete. To me, your next, it's, you would be compared to like a Drew Brees. I'm out there methodical, you know what I'm saying, strategy. You know, some dudes are just out there just, I'm an athlete, I'm winging it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I love about you uh, is, is your mindset. Not only how you trained and recovered and all that stuff, but also the strategy behind it. And um, you taught me a lot about track and field because I thought it was just out there just run. Boom, run. This transition, we talked about transition earlier, this transition into this, you know, you just retired a year ago. So now you're training the next up. You know, you got eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, so this transition into youth sports and how you're giving back, like, you know, how much time do you spend on the physical? How much time do you spend on the mental? Like, what's your approach to this transition and to giving back to these, these next, you know, Olympic sprinters and, and, and world-class sprinters? And how did this come about? Like, what made you say, I want to do this? Um, I always want to work with the youth. So usually throughout my career, um, when I go to different places and we look for appearance fee, I also incorporate that I want to work with your youth in your country. So then I have, I'm me, not any other sprinters. I go out, I go to like neighboring schools in Jamaica. I've gone to neighboring schools in Japan. Anywhere I go, I try to work with their youth because I really truly believe that, like you said, the fastest man is out there. He just ain't really been seen yet. You know, so I want to inspire the next generation. So that's why I've been working with and put together Pressure Track Club, because most of the athletes I'm working with, they love track, but they also love football. And when it comes to the physical aspect of things, they 100. Like, they are the youth phenoms of, of their generation, and they are the people that will go into the next level and be the you, the you, you know what I'm saying? The me, the all of us that who have been on that top of that mountain, they're destined to be. So my thing is, why don't we take those people that we know who can be destined to be and be able to make them better? How do we make them better? Mentally. Make them not just an athlete, but be able to look at themselves and know their worth as a brand and as a business person. How are you preparing these kids for the pitfalls that they might face, whether it be 
in track or in football or in life, how are you preparing them for the things that you face throughout your career? I just, I, I'm candid with them. You know, um, I've been through so much in my career, ups and downs. Um, I had a band in uh, early in my career, like when I was 18, and it was for Adderall, which I'm ADD. I've been ADD since I was in second grade. I still um, struggle with ADD right now. But for me, I wanted to make sure they understood what it meant to have a disability for one and to be able to just overcome whatever disability. And now their disability may not even be medical. It may be performance anxiety of some sort. But the thing is, we're all human. You know, we're all human. So I want them to realize that it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to have a loss because if you turn that loss into a lesson, that means you'll come back bigger and stronger next time around. I have 85 kids and all of them, they're, they're good at their respective craft, but it's a time to work, it's a time to be serious, but it's also time to still enjoy being a kid so you don't burn yourself out in whatever it is that you do, whether it be track, whether it be football. Have you been able to balance allowing the kids to still be kids, but also be great at what they do as well, so they don't miss that time and that enjoyment of what it feels like to be a child because they're so bombarded and being great at whatever it is that they do. I'm a big uh, advocate, again, uh, for making sure kids enjoy being kids. Um, when we practiced, they came down to Orlando to practice with me not too long ago, and the backing of their parents, which is A1, these parents fly across the United States for moments to be able to make sure their kid has a, has a foundation to be able to build off of that. In moments, I mean coming to practice, learning your order, practicing hard, and then after that, they go to Disney World, Universal Studios, go to the pool, have a good time. Um, so we never take away that component of being a kid because guess what got us to where we at? Guess what got us to being NFL players and Olympians is that passion. If you kind of like stifle that passion with chores or obligations that are really set for an adult, then these kids are gonna do the opposite of what you want them to do, which is they're gonna hate the sport. They're not going to play it no more. By the time, if they're 11, by the time they're 15, they're going to do something else with their life. But what I want to do is I want to create an environment for them so they understand, okay, this hard work and dedication will give you this. Right. If you want to have a good time and play and socialize, you will get this. Right. So giving those young athletes a choice to be able to exercise but know the clarity that comes with those choices. Yeah, but you just said you're you, you, the, the next world-class sprinters is who you're working with. These are phenoms. You know what I'm saying? Like, that mindset is just different. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you, you know some of these youth athletes, right? And I, and, I, and I would say all of us, we actually have fun working and competing. That's what I mean by greatness. So you don't have to talk to a phenom about the work. Because it's already in them. The key word to the athletes that he works with, phenom. You born with that. You born with it. We talk about 10, 10, 11, 12. You born with that. There's nothing their parents can do to say, all right, this is what you gotta do. You gotta be great. There's a certain it factor that you can't coach, you can't teach, it's just already in you. It's already in these kids. So I think for them, but, but you, don't have, you don't have to push. You don't have to push. Yeah. No, you no, no. no. All you gotta, listen, mm. the pencil is already writing. All he got to do and the parent got to do was keep that sharp. They already got it. May 14th, 
tune in. We all going I'm gonna take the kids down to Jamaica. We running youth meet down there, and they all gonna run the relay. They're gonna run individual races. This is their first time going abroad, and they're gonna run internationally. May 14th. May 14th. Really? We're gonna go from Jamaica, and we're gonna go to Canada after that, and we have a couple other places that's lined up. Wow, so you're taking this thing internationally. I want to. I want, I want to teach them what it feels like to be an athlete at a certain level before they get there, so they'll understand it by the time they get there. Blaze, where you at? Come here. I heard you was the real deal. I, Ocho was telling me, like, you don't know Blaze? I'm like, no, I don't know Blaze. He's like, He's the, you know Blaze if I show you. Come here, sit right here. Sit right here. He's like, you know Blaze, you know Blaze. I was like, no, I don't know Blaze. Like, I don't be on Twitter like him and Instagram and all of that. So. You think you can beat him in a race? I heard you was fast, fast. Yeah, for sure. For sure? Why are you so confident? Because, like, I feel like I work out, like, every day. I work out, like, yeah, I work out every day, and I just feel like I can be faster now. Right. I love it. What's your goals? Do you have goals? Do you have visions? Like, what's your vision? What's your goals? My goal is to be in, go to the NFL and be a receiver. Oh, receiver. Why receiver? Because... I just love, I just like receiver. Yeah, yeah. Who your favorite receiver? Wait. <laughs> Wait, before you answer. Okay. Who your favorite receiver? <laughs> oh, Justin. Yeah! Let's go! Let's go! Blaze, come on, man. Blaze. Inspiring generations. <laughs> generations. That's what I work for. Hey, hey, hey. That's why I've never I been to a Super Bowl, but my name still rings. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pills. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know. Spike, spike your skills. Fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta light the wooden wheels straight up. But in the past, bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I Keep airing it out like I just passed gas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.